Welcome back, Gotham Bond listeners, episode 153. Today I am in the seat with Tony. G'day, Tony. How are you going? Very well, thanks. Well, and yourself? Yeah, well, well. Always, always good to chat with you. Uh, it's been a lovely couple of days down here in Melbourne. I think we're getting the last bit of the warm weather. Well, I'm actually surprised you and I have not spoken politics once today. Yeah, God. But, uh, yeah, obviously the decision over the weekend, I think it would have surprised some. And um, didn't necessarily surprise me. And to be brutally honest, I'm not necessarily upset in any major way about this from a federal level. Yeah. Uh, and the federal decision that's being made. So... Um, as you know, I was deeply concerned at the previous federal election if Bowen and Shorten had got in based on what they were campaigning on. Yeah. This time around, I really didn't care. Yeah, some um, big climate As you know, I'm quite, I'm quite centre yeah, and I can yeah. lean any way I need to, very flexible. But it's, uh, yeah, from that aspect, it's um, it didn't really overly concern me. Yeah, with the, and also the Teal independence coming over and Josh Frydenberg losing his seat, which is probably a big that, stronghold. And yeah, well, I, I voted in that electorate. Yeah. And it was interesting, the amount of plastic signage everywhere from the it's Teal and the Greens. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. people... And there was, there was one... There was one hilarious photo. I think you sent it where there's a uh, lady with her till had a vote cards and things like that, get, you know, about climate change and getting out of her V8 Porsche. Yeah, yeah good old cool. Go on. Yeah. All right. Um, today we're talking goals. Mm. Yes. Um, it's, um, talking to our staff tomorrow about it. And yeah, I thought it would be a good uh, topic for the podcast. Yeah, I think there's, there's as you, as you know, I'm a very goal-driven individual in, in all aspects of my life, but I, I think what I wanted to do is go into a lot more depth of what goals are, because there's a difference between a fantasy, a dream, and an actual goal and striving to achieve it. And there is that um, famous saying from Bill Gates, love him or hate him, it is one of his quotes, uh, and the fact is, is you know, we, we tend to overestimate what we can achieve in a year and underestimate what we can achieve in three. And that seems to be the same with all different goals. And I think the most important part is that, is it a dream? Is it a fantasy? Is it a short-term, you know, dopamine rush? Or is it actually something that you're willing to strive and hurt for and get setbacks for to actually achieve? And, and for that to happen, it actually has to be a desire. Now, every, every dream or every goal starts with a dream. And, you know, every... Every, every great achievement in life once started off as a stupid idea or every great invention was just some stupid idea in somebody's head uh, or where people would say that will never work. You know, there's nothing like doubt as the spur on great inventors in the world and, and I think that's the same with goals but when there's a desire and if I can, can I use the example, I'll use two examples, say income and weight loss as an example. Somebody might say, I could ask them, you know, Willard, what income do you want to earn? And you might turn around to me and say, $300,000. Okay, is that, is that about right? Would that, would that? Oh, that would be nice. Okay. Yeah. So my question back would be, are you earning that now? Obviously uh, not. Yeah. No? Okay, I know you're not. Yep. So it's, um, but then the next question is, why not? So when you actually think about it is, it's why not, number one. So you're not earning that, so why aren't you earning that? But also to the fact, if we go to the next step is, why do you actually want to earn three hundred thousand dollars? Because the why. 
Yeah, and it does come back to that. So why do you actually want to earn it? Because if it's just a number, because you've seen some people on your Instagram feed look like they're having a magnificent life, because everyone in a photo should look good. If, if you don't look good in a photo that you've posted, then, you know, this world of instantaneous gratification and uh, filters realistically even i can look good in a photo i know you have to take 400 of them to make me look good but it's uh but but what i'm saying is why do you actually what what is it that you want to do so you might say i want to earn three hundred thousand dollars because i would like that financial security so what does that financial security mean to you well financial security means to me is that i can afford a nice house in a safe suburb to raise my future little willards okay and it's a case of Okay, so what is that nice suburb to you? What is that? So, and then it will, you know, I actually want to do this. So I want to do that. So, so people have often said to me, Tony, why are you building the business to the way you are in actual fact and what you actually want to do? And for me, it's because I want to pump as much money as I possibly can into our charitable foundation so I can change the life of 100,000 underprivileged children. Now, don't get me wrong. I like personal financial security and I don't mind a decent car and things like that. But for me, it's being able to, if I can help 100,000 children out of the poverty gap and I can help them just through things like education and positive thought process and positive impact, you help one child, that can actually help 10 generations. Mm. And the example I use of that is my father. He got help from, you know, he was in an orphanage after World War II. Thankfully, he had a good experience. Thankfully, on top of that, he had, uh, you know, he got a education. And through that, you know, when they came to Australia with nothing, the story of every immigrant in the 50s and 60s came here with nothing to lose, you know, so everything to gain type of thing. Even if they went back with nothing, they still haven't lost. <laughs> they're, so they're in the same situation they were when they came here. But on that basis, the biggest thing for them was we had to have an education, myself and my sister. It was dad grew up in horrendous poverty, my mum grew up in even worse poverty. But they broke the cycle by making sure my sister and I had an education. And then the rest is up to my sister and I and what we actually did with that education. But the fact is, is their dream and their desire and their strong desire was to make sure that we were educated and we didn't have to go through that same cycle of poverty that they actually went through. And if we did, it was, well, to bluntly would have been our own faults. Mm. So it goes back to what is that desire? Because if I'm striving to do this or I'm striving to do that, and the same is, you know, for example, uh, weight loss is the classic. Every, every New Year's resolution is about weight loss. Well, not everyone, but it's you know, so a good amount of them. And or the first thing that happens when you become single, you start shedding the kilos and go back to the gym. Is it fair call? You got you got to make yeah. you, you got to you got to cut out the carbs. You got to make those photos look good again because <laughs> yeah. that so it's uh, when you're actually going out. But Doing a whole new dance there. Yeah, but I sex. think the, the thing is though is there's no magic there's no magic pill. Mm. You know, it, it's it's really it's really quite simple. So, for example, I've lost ten kilos since the first of January. Now I put on the good COVID put as I put the COVID pudding. But why do I actually want to lose ten kilos? Is it because um, it's been suggested to me that you should? Well, okay. So I could say, Willard, I want to lose 10 kilos. So you say, why do you want to lose 10 kilos, Tony? Because I want to feel comfortable in my clothes again. Mm. Uh, okay, why do you want to feel? Well, I want to be comfortable with myself when I look at myself in the mirror. Okay, so why do you want to be comfortable? Well, on top of that, you know, I want to eat healthy food because that'll keep me healthy. 
And if I'm healthy and I lose weight and I have more energy, more okay. Energy. So you've got more energy. What happens when you have more energy? Well, I can do more, more things. Productive. But why do you want to be physically healthier, Tony? Well, because my father had a stroke at the age of 62 and mm. then had a heart attack at 64 and then a triple bypass surgery in the last six years of his life as Alzheimer's. And like me, he was a non-smoker, non-drinker. Yeah, and you can take that back to a financial advice. Where you go through that client discovery meeting and you try and ask those why questions. Why do you want to have X amount at retirement? Mm. What do you want to do? And I think that's another thing that we're, we've been able to do is do that values questionnaire to then be able to probably reinforce those conversations with Absolutely. the clients. Absolutely, and, that, and that's 100% correct. So for me, if I want to live to 105, I don't want to be a burden on those mm. who love me. Um, or those who are around me. So, And I don't want to go through the same horrific thing as my father went through. More of a fact, when he had Alzheimer's, the horrific thing that my mum went through. Yeah. And, you know, looking after the man who looked like the man she married and the man she loved, but he wasn't there anymore. Hmm. I can't let that happen to me or to anyone else. I mean, I'm a storyteller, but so is my dad. And the last thing I want is my stories being deleted from my memory. Mm. And, and I think so for me about being healthy is about not going down the same physical route as my dad. Plus, I want to look good in my clothes. And there's a little bit of vanity there as well. Yeah, and it's so funny. Like, yeah, I think uh, even in this day and age, a lot of people are more conscious about longevity of them themselves. And I think it's funny. Like, even you're talking about your, your father. I'm looking at my grandfather, who's 88, and he mm. hasn't done anything for 20 years. And he, he was not a big drinker, never smoked. But he had eight teaspoons of sugar in his cup of tea. <laughs> and it's so funny because, yeah, yeah, the body can sustain it, but... The life he's lived over the last 20 years is nothing, I think, and the only thing I've really learned from it is not what to do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my um, kind yep. of personal experience with it. But I think, though, so what I'm saying is it, you, it, once you drill down to the real reason why it no longer becomes a want, you're no, no longer envious of looking at some guy with a six-pack on Instagram. You're no longer envious because you've drilled down to what your why is and your why is your personal why, and from that that helps remind you every single morning that there's a reason why the alarm's going off at 5am. Gives you purpose to get up to your day. Correct. I heard something the other day. It was a retiree talking to another guy that was transitioning into retirement, but he was also still paying for his kids' school fees. Yeah. And he, the guy that was retired, was saying to the other guy, God, you get out of bed and you've got a purpose. I wish I had that. And I think it's so funny because, yeah, you ask those whys, what do you want to do? What legacy do you want to leave behind? I think you ask those questions to yourself. And, and I think that was one of the detriments of my father's uh, mental health and also physical health was he retired, he retired young, mm. but he had no plan. Yeah, He yeah. had nothing to do and he had no purpose anymore. Yeah, and like, I think and that is just horrific to see. It's such a great storyteller mm. not having a purpose anymore. And I think it's funny. Like, and driving my mum insane as a result. Yeah, it would. And yeah. I think, yeah, I think something we're, we're pretty aligned on. I think we could keep doing what we're doing now for the next 60 years and enjoy it. Mm. Absolutely. Get out of bed every morning. And just I don't have do 60 years work. left anymore. I only have 52.1. 52. <laughs> so, so I'm over the halfway point. So yeah. it's, uh, but it's going to be a hell of a journey on the downhill slope, mate. So, but in a very, very positive and healthy manner as well. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Short and sweet. Thank Wonderful. you, Tony. My absolute pleasure, Willard. Always a pleasure to talk to you with Jamie, not about. Yeah. The barreling tone of Jamie Arden. All right. <laughs> thanks, thanks Tony. Bye. 
The Coffin Bond Podcast is a product from Coffin Bond & Co., which we are an authorised representative of Gown Financial. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of the Coffin Bond Podcast are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decision, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from the podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Kofkin Bond website, or you can find resources on the ASIC website and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Kofkin Bond and Co. and the hosts of the Kofkin Bond podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of the country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.